what are the three days of darkness all about? What is this prophecy, the great uh, Catholic king who is to come, the, the Fatima prophecy, other prophecies? Is the Antichrist alive right now? And is it Steve Skojak? These are questions that are going to be asked and answered today with our guest who's joining me. Now, just a reminder, on this particular playlist, this is full disclosure, and we're going live today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's Ash Wednesday. Blessed Lent to all of you. On this playlist, you hear from the guest. If you want to hear from Mike, you can check out any of the other playlists, but this playlist is all about the guest because full disclosure is about getting to know the people behind the pen, behind the webcam behind the uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. So interesting people. Sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes I disagree with them. Uh, Eric and I have things that we agree about and things that we don't agree about, and that's okay. I want you to be able to uh, parse it out for yourself. So without further ado, uh, thanks for joining me, Eric. From uh, Where are you sitting right now, anyway? Uh, I'm out in the Ohio Valley area. Very good, very good. Undisclosed well, location. Yeah, undisclosed. Yeah, well, I'm in the heart yeah. of America, not no. far from you. And um, so that, that's uh, that's how we keep it. Um, now, Eric, you are the founder of Trad Cat Night. Trad Cat Night has like millions and millions of views across the internet. You've been a featured speaker, um, both international uh, and domestic. You've been on national radio. You've been all over the place. Um, how long have you been doing this? Well, going back uh, quite a while, independently, I kind of worked just under my my regular name, then um, went over to Defeat Modernism. So if you guys go over and check out uh, Defeat Modernism on YouTube, I actually had uh, Chris Peretti, who was my sidekick at the time, kind of put that together. Then I had a split with him. So I originally uh, founded, uh, co-founded uh, Defeat Modernism, and then I rolled over to uh, Track at Night. And ever since then, uh, it's been at least three years, I guess, with this upcoming uh, upcoming or be four years? It might be five years. My goodness, I'm not even sure. But I've been there uh, for a while. But uh, you're I, pretty, you're pretty famous for the. Off, sorry, is it? Is my audio okay? Is yeah, your audio is fine. Good? Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ask you. You're you're pretty famous uh, and really forward leaning on the prophecy stuff, the Catholic prophecies, the three dark days, the Antichrist. I mean, this is kind of like where I would say that you excel and uh, you've you've built a whole audience around that. Can you kind of just walk us through, take a couple minutes if you need to, and walk us through kind of your take on where we are in the in the history of salvation right now and, and what dangers lie ahead? Sure, we'll, we'll tie it all together, and I apologize for, for cutting it off there for a second. I was having some audio issues uh, on my end. I'll circle back to tradcatnight.org uh, a little bit uh, later here. Don't want to spend too much uh, time pr- promoting-wise. But, uh, yeah, I would say... Um, that is probably my niche area of concern is Catholic eschatology, Catholic prophecy. I've been working alongside of uh, Father Paul Kramer. Many of you know who he is. He was a sidekick to Father Gruner uh, for many years at the Fatima Center. He, of course, has got some great books out there, Suicide of Altering the Liturgy, uh, Devil's Final Battle, and his new one, Deceiving uh, the Elect, which is a a must-read. So, yeah, I would like to say as a foundation, I kind of pride myself uh, on that particular aspect. And the more and more I began to, to research, cause I was one of those, and I was mentioning this off air, uh, here, uh, Mike, that most traditionalists are getting this wrong in regards to where we are at. Most people are under the impression that there are two, two distinct, uh, periods. There's a, a triumph of the immaculate heart. Antichrist shows 
then there's like the social reign of Christ the King. That is not the case. It's it's a it's going to be a threefold expression of a triumph victory of the Church, of Our Lady, and our Lord. Uh, and there's so many things we could reference, uh, whether it be Saint John Bosco who talked about the two pillars of victory, where we're going to have a great Holy Pope to come, uh, which is going to guide uh, the Church uh, through the darkness, I guess you can say. Um, but how do I put this? I think more and more people are coming to the conclusion if they take time out when they were to join uh, trancatnight.org and just sit back, you know what I mean? Not just for a few days, not even for like a week or two. Like if you were a member for a couple months, you're going to agree with me. You're going to agree that the Antichrist is right around the corner. And by the way, uh, I was one of the first, I mean, this is, this hasn't occurred like over the last few years. We're talking like a decade now I've been saying this. Um, one of the, one of the few out alongside of father, uh, Paul Kramer, but of course there were others like father Malachi Martin, who alluded to the arrival of the Antichrist. And, mm-hmm. and we'll tie this into the Fatima message too, uh, and break this down because ultimately Fatima is, is a warning about the one world system, uh, in its entirety. And, uh, so, uh, from there, uh, buddy, it's, it's, it's a matter of taking a look at where we're at. We've got key um, Catholic prophecies in play and what the early church fathers warned about. Uh, for example, we've got the warning of Rome's return to ancient paganism uh, shortly before the arrival of the Antichrist. And if that has not occurred, tell me how much more worse could it get in Rome mm-hmm. with uh, Apache Mama and everything else happening uh, these days. Uh, then you've got talk of um, the Moshiach, as uh, the Talmudists call it. And I'm pretty sure I could say Talmudist here. I'm trying to keep other, <laughs> other words off here. Um, but they're talking about how their Messiah is here. They're talking to him. He's going to be here shortly. Uh, this is not just all hot air. Everything is being prepared uh, for the Antichrist, who's going to be of that background. Mm-hmm. Watching my words uh, carefully here. Uh, so we got to watch for the rebuilding of the Third Temple, which, by the way, in my research, they said they could put together in less than a year. I, I, I knew they could put it together fast. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't know until I did some research this past year that they could literally get it done that fast. So you got those two two major pieces there because the Antichrist is going to uh, rebuild uh, the Third Temple, and the uh, the opinion of the Church Fathers was that meant um, not only physically what's happening uh, in Israel, but then also uh, the churches. So people who think the Novus Ordo is bad, mm. just wait till you see what's going to happen in the next few years. It's going to be far worse. There's going to be a new age Luciferian five step initiation program rolled out. And this will be after, in my humble opinion, the economic collapse, after the um, civil unrest that's going to happen here in the United States and abroad in Europe. And then you're going to have a figure step out onto the scene. And everyone's going to think that he is the pope, but he's he's not going to want to be called pope, but he's going to be a ruler over the quote-unquote Christian church. And that's going to be the guy that's going to be the sidekick uh, to the Antichrist, otherwise known as the biblical false prophet. So if you think Francis is the false prophet, uh, just wait till you see what's, what's going to happen down the road. Now, this by no means... Um, undermines what our Lord said. Now, I, I, one of the main points I wanted to make uh, today, because I find this so interesting, that you got a lot of these uh, pseudo trads out there, and everyone knows I don't curb my speech when I'm talking about these people. These these people aren't Catholic. We just have to we have to call it like it is. You know, any of these people who are on the Vatican II path, objectively speaking, um, are not on the Catholic path. I'm not I'm not saying they're all going to hell. I've never said that. We can't subjectively judge their soul, but objectively speaking, they're in a new religion. Mm-hmm. And I've been, you know, I've been glad that Vagano's been openly saying some of the things I've been saying for my goodness, five plus years. You know, Archbishop Lefebvre has been saying this. 
Um, other other greats like Father Malachi Martin, Father Paul Kramer. Um, but the bottom line is all the major uh, signs for the Antichrist to show up um, from tradition, from Catholic prophecy are here. And that's not even getting into the whole Bill Gates uh, vaccine. Well, can I even say that? <laughs> sure I can say that here. <laughs> we, we'll but try to avoid the V word. I, I did want to ask you, though. I mean, doesn't it seem like a lot of people are waking up to the prophetic aspect of the Catholic faith in light of the kind of COVID hysteria? I mean, don't, is this, is this a cause for a lot of people to get into it? Have you seen your audience grow? You're putting out four podcasts a day, Eric, plus your own unique, you're doing interviews around the world. I mean, um, it's gotta be part of your conversation daily at this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we certainly are growing. Uh, there's no doubt about it, but what, in relation to the overall, um, the, the overall, I don't know how, what kind of want to, what word I want to use here, but in those who identify as Catholic, I would say, sadly, most people are still still being deceived and or they're trying to figure it out, which is a key thing. I think we talked about this last time you were on my uh, podcast, by the way. Um, Mike is a frequent uh, uh, frequent visitor to uh, uh, Tradcat Night. He's, we've done, what, three shows together. Anthony Stein's a friend. Anthony is also uh, a member of uh, Tradcat Night, Trad Patrick. Uh, Kennedy Hall uh, comes on the show uh, too, so um, I'm trying to reach out and I'm, I'm trying to hit all all bases here. But um, in regards to people waking up, I would say it's sl- it's slowly happening. Mm-hmm. But what people have to remember is not only did our Lord say during the end times that, uh, and it's in Luke eighteen eight, I, I believe, where he said, it, "Think ye, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find uh, faith on the earth?" And it's repeated. In Catholic prophecy, over and over again, where Our Lady says, "Few, few will keep the faith. Few, few." She doesn't even say minority. She says few. So as things get uh, worse in the world, what you can expect, unfortunately, my humble opinion, is due to human nature, mm-hmm. more people going along with the B system as opposed to holding, you know, holding steadfast. We all listen. We all should know. We should all have. Um, you know, the awareness to know, like if a guy shows up and he's claiming to be, you know, be a savior type figure and he says, just take our, you know, take my mark and everything is okay. We we all should know that, right? From even the Steve Skocheks, right? He should know that. But when push comes to shove, if you're not prepared, what are you going to do if you've got 19 kids and you got to put food on the table? Right. These, these are serious questions. So I've, right. I've argued that people are going to choose their stomachs over their souls. Well, and, and you and I have talked kind of off camera as well as on your show Eric, uh, tradcatnight.org about how people were so desperate for leadership that, you know, they were willing to overlook huge warning signs with Trump, with Vigano, with, with others. You've been very critical of Francis and even Benedict. Um, you know, isn't, isn't it just kind of believable that people will get in line for somebody who seems to be presenting a solution to all of these problems that are headed our way? Well, I would hope so. I mean, I hope I hope most people resist, but Catholic prophecy actually uh, says otherwise. They say two thirds um, of all those who identify as Catholics are going to go by the way of the Antichrist. So one third, uh, give or take, is is going to resist. And then I'm going to argue as it gets worse during the Great Persecution, there are going to be more and more people dip, dipping out. Um, you know, I, I bring on Monsignor Perez too, who used to do shows with the Fatima Center back in the day. Some of you might remember Monsignor. Monsignor is a close friend too. He, he does my show every month, and everyone keep him in prayer. 
Uh, by the way, I'll take the opportunity now that he's asking for prayers. He's been having hip issues, so I probably won't have him on for the next uh, three months. But I'm sure you all have seen some of his older videos on, on the Fatima Center where um, Kennedy Hall is right now. Um, but, you know, we've done podcasts where he's talked about this uh, before in, in past times of persecution. You always hear about the wonderful stories of the mar martyrs that, you know, made it through. They held steadfast. But what about the 90 percent of them who didn't? Right. Out of like every, uh, you know, out of every 10 people, you only hear about that one story about the martyr that hung on. And what about the other 90, you mm -hmm. know, 90 percent or nine of them that didn't. So I'm going to argue when push comes to shove, if you're not uh, prepared, that it's going to be awfully tough. I'm not saying you can't do it if you're not um, materially prepared. But I'm, I'm going to argue it's going to be quite, quite tough. And that's why I cover uh, prepping and survivalism. I'm the only Catholic outlet that on a regular basis ha is well connected on the prepping and survivalist. Uh, level. I mean, some of uh, some of my friends include number one survivalist Captain Michael Hawk, who's a Green Beret. He's over doing tour duties right now. He's got like three shows on the Discovery Channel. E.J. Snyder, Jeff Fouch, other friends include uh, unmasking the dangers of the V word uh, with Dr. Tenpenny. Dr. Mikevitz is is a friend. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Kerry Madai. I mean, so we're bringing on really big names here at Tradcat Night, and on a daily basis, like you said, for. Uh, sometimes five shows. Uh, the other day, I did five programs. So, um, and you sell kits learn a too, lot. right? I mean, you sell you sell uh, three days of darkness kits. Well, it's 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 not me. It's a woman who's been following uh, my work, and uh, you know, she kind of came to me uh, one day, and she was like, "Hey, I'd like to do something for Our Lady for the church. I've been following you now." And she was one of those who was who was deceived by Vatican II. She's like, you know, mm -hmm. thank goodness I found your channel. I've been I've been following now for a while, and so on and so forth. And uh, so through through prayer, she determined that she wanted to help get these three days of darkness kits out. And it's basically the prayers, er, uh, herbs, um, and the sacramentals, uh, which Marie Julie Jenny and others have indicated will be necessary uh, for the days ahead. So she puts us all together on her own accord. I don't profit from it. She doesn't profit from it. And what ends up happening with the sacramentals is she'll um, she'll ship them off to Father Voigt up in the Minnesota area. He's an independent priest up in Minnesota. You know, get everything you know blessed ahead of time, sent back to her, and then she'll ship them out to to people worldwide. And I put my own money into uh, helping people out in, in you know third world countries who don't have the ability to mm -hmm. pay for some of this stuff. Um, Kathleen has done so too. So we're trying we're trying to get people prepared for the days ahead. But yeah, it's it's a good program. It's She's doing it by herself. God bless her soul. Um, but I, I know she's definitely lear <laughs> learning uh, patience. In the so, process. Eric, you, Eric you, you're doing all the talking. You're, you're answering all the questions, and that gives me the opportunity to just scan the live chat, which is pretty active. So far, a lot of people are saying, I really like this guy. I like what he's saying. I don't disagree with anything he's saying. But you, you're one of the most hated people in, in oh, the sure, Catholic sure. sphere. I mean, help me understand. So far, you sound so reasonable. What is it that you have said <laughs> that has gotten you into such hot water? Oh, this is like a good first date here. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, no. I mean, I've, I've taken, I've been very outspoken uh, from day one, uh, you know, taking uh, positions which weren't, you know, agreeable, you know, sort of back in the day. I mean, not only just with, with the Vatican II things, but uh, with the SSPX leadership at time under Bishop Falay, I was very outspoken and I didn't go along with some of the stuff he was saying. So people hated me for that. Uh -huh. uh, then other people have taken some, some of the stuff out of context uh, from what I uh, have said in times past, 
uh, in regards to the, there's a rumor going around. Eric thinks he's the great Catholic monarch and all this stuff, which is completely comical considering I don't even live in Europe. So I always kind of just run with it. I think you know me better enough. Uh, we've got similar personalities, Mike. We're both a little sarcastic. We're both a little Monty Python, Monty Pythonish. So I kind of run with it and have fun with it. And I did have I, I did have people reach out to me and and ask me to ask you if you if you do think you are the great yeah. Catholic monarch. So no, thank I'll, you for I'll answering that. Yeah, no, well, I will say this, though. I've, I've said certain things. There's going to be key leaders to step, step up yeah. all, all, you know, all over, okay? And I've just in, I've indicated to people that as things get worse in the world, people will be looking uh, for people such as myself to provide leadership. I mean, that's what I've been raised in, in the on the basketball side of things, uh, just growing up with a master's degree in business, and just mm-hmm. I feel, you know, led, as I think some people will. You're, you're either a leader or a follower, and I'm certainly – uh, a leader in that respect. So I will say that uh, you, you'll you'll see things begin to change as this republic breaks down and people will be looking for uh, people such as myself. But yeah, I'm not in Europe. Um, but pay attention to the eagle symbology. It's it's very, very uh, critical when we're talking about the end times and um, especially for unity in the days ahead. As I say, we're going to have to keep our eagle's wings spread in faith and hope because only eagles are going to transition on through this time period. So I hope everyone here who's listening identifies themselves uh, as an eagle and i could really go on you know with the characteristics of an eagle the concept where it's found in catholic heraldry and all that good stuff but um, well, the, well, the most obvious is the Habsburg flag right the Habsburg empire is that what you're referring to or say that again what, 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 in catholic heraldry or at least just give us a give us a drive-by in terms of why that why the eagle because it sounds kind of okay, americanist so- What's that? Yeah. Well, no, I, w- I would argue actually uh, uh, the, the Americanist version is the Freemasonic version, you know, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness and all that uh, stuff. So there's actually a negative connotation to the eagle, too. Most people don't realize this, um, but when, when the Antichrist does show up, he's going to be a false eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some to suggest that that will actually be on his crest. Um, and so, well, let me let me let me stay. I don't want to get you banned or blocked. We'll, we'll come off of that. But. Uh, the Catholic heraldry side of things, the the, the two-headed eagle, that's uh, synonymous. And I, I would always have people uh, claiming I was a shill. Look, he's he's using the double-headed eagle. That's what 33rd-degree Scottish Freemasons use, which, by the way, they're right. Uh, they actually do use. Um, but since I spend uh, half my waking hours exposing uh, the enemies uh, that be, um, we have a proper understanding of that double-headed eagle, which you can find right up uh, at tradcatnight.org and all the principles, too, by the way. It actually represents... Um, state and the church uh-huh. so there's a marriage between the state and the church we of course know uh the americanists i hate this but um we don't believe in separation of church and state right mm-hmm. so um and, and then and then also with the eagle symbology too it, it represents a uh, nobility it represents a uh, power obviously take a look at the roman empire what was on uh the end of uh, every lance during the roman empire uh an eagle um it speaks to also the apocalypse who was who? Who wrote the apocalypse? Um, John, right? And I take a look at some of those uh, older paintings and photos. And by the way, my middle name is uh, John, um, and I've got a few good poems. I think people will will, will appreciate in, in regards to the apocalypse. But um, yeah, and when we're talking specifically about these times, I'm going to reference Apocalypse twelve fourteen, where it talks about the great eagle uh, having two wings and carrying off the woman. Uh, away into the wilderness. This is a direct reference to how the church, via faith and hope, will be kept away from the Antichrist during that three and a half year period. That's not my opinion, by the way. 
That's what the church fathers say. And so they keep repeating the same thing, faith and hope. Others, you know, others say it's faith and prayer. There, there was a few other, you know, church fathers and other theologians that, that have, you know, somewhat similar things to say, but it's pretty much the common opinion that those two, two eagle wings that they're talking about is faith and hope. So I think we all can see that there's a great storm on the horizon and the eagle is the only bird that doesn't fly away from the storm. Folks, we're going through this socialist communist storm. There's no Trump comeback victory. There's no QAnon nonsense, which is out there. That's all. And that's what I kind of pride myself on, too. I'm not a part of the commie left fake news, and I'm not part of the Zio right fake news. So mm-hmm. I'm that independent floater, which is going to give you real talk. Uh, so unfortunately, you see these pseudo trads getting sucked into that Zio right angle. And I, I just can't believe some of the stuff that I've been hearing over the past year, even from the remnant and some of these other websites, unfortunately. But... Yeah, and I, yeah. I've I've tried uh, to separate myself from that pack as well, and I know who you're referring to. I'm gonna have to name them all by name. Well, you you certainly can, um, but as as you look at it, and and we're getting some questions in the live chat as well. Um, what does Trump have to do with this? What does Vigano have to do with this? I don't understand why you you brought those up, uh, et cetera. Yeah, you know, like, sure. Respond to that. Well, I mean, first and foremost, at, at Trancat Night, like Sir Charles Coulomb and perhaps others, I'm, I'm a Catholic, a monarchist. So again, the eagle symbology will be very uh, key for the road ahead. Uh, Catholic prophecy indicates that Luciferian republics and d- democracies will fold. They'll be crushed. And then sort of out of uh, the ashes of that will Catholic monarchies uh, be resurrected all over. Now, here in the West, we obviously... We've never been rooted in that, so we, we've got some work ahead of us. We, I'm going to argue we're going to need a whole new constitution. We know we need a whole new Catholic principles, not Masonic ones, not man-centered ones. Uh, so we have to, uh, so we have to keep uh, in mind with that. But the reason why I, I bring up Trump is because, in my humble opinion, and I, I believe I actually think you agree with me on this, he is not at all who he says he is. I personally believe he's a high-ranking Freemason, just as uh, Francis is uh, of the Scottish variety. And uh, he's the uh, Pied Piper leading people into the same path, uh, same New World Order path that the, the commie left is. So it's the commie, you know, commie left and the Zio right, which all will meet at that one point. Now, when you study some of these movements that um, are affiliated with Trump, um, the QAnon movement, you're going to see that they're highly Kabbalistic. Some of the verbiage that comes out of it, like out of the darkness and into the light, that comes straight out of the Kabbalah textbook. Even when they use that that term uh, Q, or they just use the letter Q, uh, the Kabbalah um, back in the good old days uh, didn't didn't uh, start with a K; it started with a Q. Um, then MAGA, m- many Catholics don't know this, actually means uh, witch. <laughs> so when people are walking around with, you know, it just says MAGA on it or whatnot. I mean, it literally in Latin means witch. I had heard so that. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I liken him to the sort of the Pied Piper of uh, the false right community, and so, and so many people hate me as a result of this. Um, well, I think you yeah. were on the leading edge of that, though. I mean, and and even still today, the sort of uh, pro trad community uh, is all all in on Trump still. Yeah, no, and that's 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 sad because I still think they're going to use this guy to a means to to an end. Uh, I don't know if him, you know, back in twenty twenty four or whatnot. Um, mm. But the people he rolls with, you know. He even he's even pumped money into uh, the the V word again here. He's pumped money into uh, uh, Gates's uh, basically Operation Warp Speed, yeah. uh, all that good stuff. And when you just sit, we we brought you on the podcast. When you sit and look what he actually stands for, he's a Democrat on paper. He's pro LGBT. 
He's really pro-choice. This is what most people don't get. And I've talked with Father Kramer about this. His position is actually the Reagan uh, position. Uh, when we're talking about pro-life uh, versus uh, pro-choice, his position is uh, that under certain circumstances that abortion, unless he's changed it, someone can, I've always asked people when I preface by saying this, if, if he has changed his position and show it somewhere, you know, show it somewhere to me on paper and I'll, I'll quit saying this, but uh, under certain circumstances, abortion is okay, like rape, incest. Uh, so it's similar to what, similar to what, um, uh, Reagan had to say back in the day. So yeah, I really, mean, and yeah. people can dispute that, Eric, and and they can probably find a soundbite where he says something, you know, extremely pro-life, and they'll point to the fact that he showed up to the, um, to you know, to the big pro-life march in in D.C., uh, the March for Life. But but you can also point to the fact that abortions went up, funding to Planned Parenthood went up, uh, the normalization of disordered lifestyles went up. He put a disordered person on the cabinet. He was the first president in the history to do that. Um, and, you know, and he basically treated the destruction of the family and redefinition of marriage by the court as the law of the land. He wasn't going to change it. And he wore a rainbow flag, you know, multiple times. The U.S. embassies mm-hmm. around the world would, would fly rainbow flags under his stead. So, I mean, these are just subjective facts. We have to at least acknowledge them. We can't just pretend that they didn't happen, right? right? Yeah, you also keep in uh, keep in consideration he's an actor. <laughs> he did the WWE. He did The Apprentice before all this. Uh, sort of, and everyone, everyone knows my position on John Paul too. I think was a, a flat out actor too as well. Uh, but yeah, take a look at the national debt. He said he was going to, you know, carve into that. It's only gotten worse. Uh, he's pro synagogue of Satan. Take a look at who he runs with. He's over there at the wailing wall, uh, with his, uh, masters who are, who are really, uh, controlling him. He's gotten his money from, uh, the mob of that nefarious uh, sect. That's actually how he got all his real estate money. Um, what else can we say? He's pro, uh, pro gun control, pro police state, pro 5G. He wants 5G. He, he wants 6G. Uh, so that's basically the Antichrist electrical, uh, you know, grid uh, for what's going to be set up. So th- this whole nonsense that he's like on our team and he's looking out for us Catholics and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all nonsense. It's, it's just left, right paradigm all leading to the same end. And this is why it's going to collapse. It has to collapse. God's God's not standing behind the principles that this country was uh, founded upon, unfortunately. Now, I'm not saying every last principle is bad. That, that would be uh, ridiculous to say. But listen, take a look at your, the back of your $1 bill, Novus Ordo Seclorum. Uh, take a look at what's sitting off uh, off of uh, the East Coast in my home state of New Jersey, right there in New, New Jersey, New York area, the goddess of reason, mm-hmm. right, which was uh, put in uh, Catholic churches during uh, the French Revolution time period. Take a look at all the occultic symbology in Washington, D.C. This is not a Catholic country, Christian country. We're, we're, a, Maso- we're a Masonic republic. That's that's what it is. And so uh, Marie Julie Jenny was one of those uh, prophetesses, if you will, or seers to say that all uh, republics and democracies. And by the way, uh, she was told by the Blessed Virgin Mary that uh, demo- democracy comes uh, straightly from Satan. That that mm. was her that was her words, not mine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I did it. I don't I don't stream nearly as often as you. And um, my stream on Monday night, I, I took on democracy head on, and um, and uh, well, it. You know, people people don't like to hear that kind of stuff, especially in in the United States. Mm. Yeah, well, like I said, you're you're doing a fantastic job here, and I I should have mentioned that at the top of your uh, program. Everyone listening here, make sure you support Mike and what he's doing. Make sure you're supporting Anthony. Make sure you're supporting uh, Trad Cat over at Rights and Duties because it's it's only going to get tougher. Uh, it's only going to get tougher out there uh, with censorship. And I was the first uh, Catholic to go behind the paywall because I couldn't say anything. Um, I mean, in times past, I've been probably. 
uh, blocked or whatever the word is, banned on Twitter half a dozen times, you know, Facebook even more. YouTube, I got up to two strikes probably about six times. I'm surprised that I'm still up there. I only do promos <laughs> there uh, now. But, you know, we're behind the paywall. We can speak freely. Uh, and I hope that uh, everyone does uh, come on over and uh, check it out because you'll see, you know, Mike's there, uh, every, you know, Anthony's there, Kennedy's there, uh, everyone. But, you know, Eric, we got a lot of gr- yeah. I got so many. I got. I have so many questions that I wrote down. But the the questions in the live chat are so much better. Can I throw some of these out at you, just kind of as like you know, yeah, uh, the hot seat uh, as quick fire. I mean, one person is asking, how do we get to a Catholic monarchy? I mean, what are the practical steps? How do, is there an intermediary step? How can we hope for that? He's like, I get it that maybe Trump was the lesser of two evils. What do you want me to do? And that's a good question. Yeah, no, right. Uh, well, I can't give you. Uh... Well, I can give you what Catholic prophecy says. Catholic prophecy makes it very clear, and I've been very open and, and adamant when I say this, that over the next decade, if not sooner, because um, we all have to keep in mind Agenda 2030. This is basically when they want the um, the pyramid done, so to speak. They want to have the Antichrist at the top of that capstone piece uh, working through the United uh, Nations. And so w- with with the collapse coming, and we're talking about for a multitude of reasons, we're talking mass death, we're talking like 90 plus percent of people who are here right now will not be here over the next decade. And that's, that could be a little blunt uh, to some people, but do consider, uh, we have to consider uh, the pandemic side of things, so I'll have to choose my words uh, care- carefully here, but Gates has even talked about us getting a handle of the the corona uh, coronavirus thing because we've got a new pandemic coming. And by the way, Washington is now warning about Ebola. I recently had uh, uh, Dr. Tenpenny back on the show, and she keeps reiterating, keep your eye on Ebola. She seems to think that's the next one because Catholic prophecy indicates in the real third secret of Fatima, mm-hmm. uh, Father Malachi Martin, I have this quote from him uh, that I got off one of his websites before it finally got pulled down, that he indicated that there was going to be diseases to come that mankind wouldn't be able to handle. But one in particular, a pandemic, which would come that would wipe out whole nations overnight. So think about that. Now I've got competing opinions from my doctors that come on the show. Mm-hmm. They seem to think it could be a bioweapon, like whatever's coming is not going to be organic. Like it'll either be cooked up in some kind of lab and or coming from the V word itself. The people who take the V word, are actually going to get, you know, due to the poisons and the nanotechnology or whatever's in it, they're going to be the ones that ultimately will succumb in um, a great period of, you know, in a short period of time. So you got to consider that. You've got to consider the famine, the food shortages, which are coming. That's uh, been pre-planned by the New World Order. Economic collapse is very close. So again, I bring on some of the top economists, and they're still saying it's it's imminent now, and I, I agree with them. Um but then also World War III, which is in Catholic prophecy. How about the earth changes? Is this where we get into the three days of darkness? So you have to understand, before we even get to the three days of darkness, which will wipe out all the enemies of the church, like how do, how do we get to Catholic monarchy? Well, when the three days of darkness comes and all the enemies of the church are gone and all the isms and the ists that weren't Catholic aren't around, now, <laughs> now we're starting refresh, and now we got now we got potentiality for new leadership. Right. So it's sort of I liken it to uh, Exodus part two all over again. It'll be our Red Sea experience when we've got uh, the troops coming behind us, the Egyptians coming behind us and the the waters have to open up and then boom, it closes back in on our enemies very quickly. So a lot of Catholics, they look at the three days of darkness and they don't realize how merciful that is. I mean, all Jesus is asking for people to keep in faith and hope. Uh, and those who keep in faith and hope are going to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Those who don't won't make it. But 
that's going to be when uh, all the enemies of the church perish. But before we even get to that point, I mean, you're talking billions of people gone due to earth changes. And earth change is an area that I keep track of, um, a, a conspiratorial area that I thought was hogwash, uh, Planet X, whatever you want to call this thing, Nibiru. Um, just there's different competing opinions, and I've been bringing on some of the top earth changes experts now for a while. Um, but I'm quite certain that we're dealing with two different space bodies. Um, Gil Broussard, who at first thought this thing was a planet, is now of the opinion that this thing is a big comet about, I don't know, three or four times the, the size of the Earth. Um, and it is highly magnetized for when this thing uh, passes by. It's going to kind of lock onto us like a like a, um, a magnet. You know, you go as you, you put a magnet close to the refrigerator, it's going to just kind of lock on like that. Well, as this space body uh, gets closer, it's going to kind of lock onto us. And during the three days of darkness, the whole earth is going to shake. And you find that in scripture where the earth just shakes like a reed in the wind, it says. And he recently came on my show last uh, week, uh, by the way. Check out that podcast alone. It was an hour and 15 minutes long. He said the whole earth will be, for, for that period of time, will be experiencing like 14.0 magnitude earthquakes. Can you imagine sitting down and trying to trying to uh, keep your cool? Uh, in a 14.0 earthquake for like two and a half, three days. <laughs> no, I mean, Can you imagine that? I've, like, I've lived in California <laughs> and, and been through a few earthquakes myself. Um, and, and none of them were 14.0 magnitude and none of them lasted longer than a minute. So <laughs> that's pretty intense. Oh, I know I've had friends, I've had friends who say, listen, just for a minute or two, it's frightening. So this, this is where we got to do with our lady, lady ass, mm -hmm. you know, keeping faith and hope. Uh, get our, uh, you know, our scapulars and rosaries. I wear the brown scapular and the purple scapular. I wear a rosary. I try to pray it as often as I can. Do all those things that we 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 know we should be doing because th this is this is God's out for us. Many people are, are thinking like God's like out to get us, like as Catholics, right? I mean, it's meant to shake us up to purify us, but he, he's not. He's trying to pave a way for us so that we can start over again. And this is what we're talking about with the triumph period. It's the triumph of the Immaculate Heart is the same as the triumph of the church, the triumph of the social reign of Christ. So this is why when I unfortunately had to listen uh, to our non-Catholic friend uh, E. Michael Jones uh, the other day, and I've never put him in the Catholic categories. In fact, in fact I've been at his throat for uh, for a long period of time, and I've got all kinds of stories on him. Um but in any case, uh, he's he's making it see he's making it see, this this is done. It's a done deal already. It's a done deal already. So Russia's the good guy. SSPX is the bad guy. The Vatican is the good guy. Like who takes this guy seriously? Seriously, who who sits back with half a brain and listens to that stuff and at least raises some questions? Like who is this guy? Is this guy that <laughs> is he that moronic? Seriously. Um, you can't be saying stuff like that as quote unquote smart as he is. Um, but and the reason why I have to say is because it's, it's very, very important. Uh, I don't consider myself to be under the same umbrella as these uh, false traditionalist Catholics with a K, not the Vorises, not the Skocheks, not the E. Michael Jones. We're not in the same camp. They, objectively speaking, are on the outside looking in, and we have to try to do our best to convert them. That's how I look at it. We're not, we're not in the same camp, all just having different opinions. He's not with us. He adamantly either doesn't know the principles that are being taught. And another key point, too, I was talking about this with a friend. How can someone who understands uh, the enemy so well with the group that, you know, I could mention right now, rhyming with pews, mm -hmm. uh, on the secular side of thing, not understand how that pertains to the Vatican to apostasy? Because over and over again in Catholic prophecy, it indicates how the that group, 
in conjunction with Freemasonry is undermining the church, specifically with Marie Julie Jehenny, who said the new the, the new mass actually derives from the Kabbalists. Mm-hmm. Our Lady, most people don't realize this, but Our Lady and Our Lord warned about the new mass in 1902 and 1904, saying it's not of me. It, it, it Jesus was like like making you know he he said it wasn't from him. I don't have you know the text right in front of me. Uh, he, he said the words were odious in my sight. Uh, so if we don't have the full understanding that the Novus Ordo is something else, because your false traditionalists, the Catholics with a K, they seem to think it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you've got tradition, then you got the Novus Ordo, which represents Catholicism B or Catholicism light. Now, there's not two paths. You're, you're either in one or the other. So when E. Michael Jones comes out and says, uh, you know, the, the society is in schism or whatnot, it's like, what planet is he? Like, what planet is he on? Mm. The society recognizes <laughs> that we have a boat, right? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people yeah, so in the live I, chat during that interview, and again, I'm not here to debate either you or EMJ, uh, but a lot of people in the live chat pointed out um, sort of the uh, cognitive dissidence of claiming that the Russian Orthodox are okay, but the Society of St. Pius X are in schism. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't think I could disagree with the, with the people in the audience who were like, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. I think you have it reversed. Well, we would argue, and I, I mean, I brought Kennedy Hall on and others. I mean, the, the, listen, Rome, this has long been foretold by the way, um, uh, not only in tradition about this, uh, falling away from the faith, it's in scripture. You've got blessed Anna Emmerich talking about the new heterodox church of Rome, which is clearly Vatican II church. She eventually says it goes, uh, apostate. And this is where I, I believe that state of a contest go wrong because there's actually another stage to this. Father Barry warned about the Antichrist setting up uh, his initiations and ceremonies. That's what's going to happen in the next step beyond the um, uh, Novus Ordo is going to be this five-step self-realization program of the New Age, of which uh, the first and foremost is going to be this counterfeit baptism, which St. Hildegard talked about. So what do you suppose that's going to be, mm-hmm. right? The vaccine, the microchip, like this is all right around the corner, folks. This isn't, you know, 10, 20 years away. They're trying to get this done really in like the next three to five years uh, at most. Do you think um, that the Antichrist is alive right now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's alive and well, and he's, he, I'm going to say he's dangerously close to showing up right now. Uh, I, I would say the next step that you really need to be looking for on the prophetic side of things, side of things is the stock market crash. In my research of uh, this man, which in esoteric circles is called Maitreya, that's not going to be his real name when he shows up, but it's just the esoteric name that's attributed to him. Uh, he's going to pertain to all quote-unquote religions. Uh, when he steps out onto the stage, you have to keep in mind that everything has to be in, in chaos. Right. Uh, the, the Freemasonic mantra is out of chaos comes order. What order? This Luciferian order. Mm-hmm. So there's a separation between that period of the tribulation and great tribulation period. So Antichrist will be with us the whole seven years. And Daniel makes it clear that after three and a half years, he breaks the, the peace treaty that he's going to sign between the Arab community and the Israeli community. So really, when he first steps out onto the scene during the tribulation, that's one of the first things he's going to do, if not the first thing he's going to do, probably on day one is make this uh, peace treaty. And by the way, the New Age calls this coming out party of the Luciferians, they call it the Day of Declaration, mm-hmm. um, right? And so this ties in with the UFO agenda, which we can get into later, uh, which I'm, I'm virtually the only Catholic that's been warning about that for nearly a decade. I said, once you see that thing starting to really spice up on the mainstream level, you know this guy's dangerously close. 
Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely out and about. Uh, I've got an older piece of Father Malachi Martin, even back in the late '90s, when Art Bell asked him that same question. He said, "Oh yeah, without without a doubt, he's here." It's just there's we're not quite yet at that point where a people believe that UFOs are the good guys, so to speak. Because beyond after this collapse, when you see all the republics and democracies and everywhere falling apart, what the plan is is to institute this one world global. Um, system under the united nations and i've got quotes from atreya basically saying that he's going to be the capstone piece to it all he'll be letting people know uh you know what countries will get what resources this is why you know socialism is certainly here uh in this country with the ubi program and everything else that we got going on here um but in terms of like you know what his name is actually going to be i don't know i was sent a video last week and i put this up on my website where it was uh, a meeting between like all the major world leaders, right? So like a very long table. They were panning around showing all the different world leaders that were there. And at the end of the table was this ominous kind of looking figure. He looked almost like a shadowy type of figure. And again, I'm not openly saying that this was him, but there were a lot of people emailing it to me who were aware of uh, my work saying this could be, you know, this could be him. And I certainly wouldn't deny because I sent it to priests. I sent it to everyone. I might even sent it to you. But when, I mean, he stood up, he was a very ominous, very tall looking figure in sort of like a Christ-like looking robe. And it, it, I'm going to be honest with you, it it was a little bit like, you know, like a little bit eerie. Uh, Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen this photo. Yeah, I'll have to show you that video. Um, But yeah, I put it up on my, uh, on my website. Someone who's familiar with my work actually found it and uh, sent it to me. And then I sent, I sent it to everyone else. But by the way, at that table were all your world leaders, including Trump. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, when, when all your world leaders go like this, you think it's all cutesy, cutesy, like John Paul II going like this and Trump going like this. That's, that's a pledge of allegiance to Maitreya. You see, what's going to happen is in, in the Christian churches, you think it's bad now with patchy mom. And this is why they're warming up people to, to, the, to these uh, pagan idols or whatnot, whether it's Gaia or Apache Mama, they're going to start reeling in Maitreya Buddha statues. So if you ever go, and you guys can all look this up right now as you're listening to me and or after the, the, um, the show here today, and look up just a general Maitreya Buddha statue and take a look at the hand sign that he's giving. Who's been doing that? Francis has been doing that. Erdogan. The, the goober over there in North Korea, all your world yeah. leaders, in, in my humble opinion. Well, well, Eric, so what would just... you say to the Catholic who's he's he's a he or she is a traditional Catholic? They go to the old mass, they uh, they believe uh, you know in, in sort of the the perpetual magisterium of the church, what they what the, what it teaches. And this Catholic might say to you uh, in response to hearing so many uh, things that maybe they've never heard before. Okay, Eric, you might be right. Maybe the Antichrist is coming. Maybe I got my three days of darkness off. Maybe the great monarch is after all that. But does it really matter to me right now? I mean, don't I just need to, you know, stay in the state of grace, pray my rosary, you know, kind of pray hope and don't worry? Why should I get focused on this as as focused as you are? Well, it's going to be, um, how do I put this? I believe that there are people out there who are called right now who are, who are, I don't know if predestined is the right word, but they're called to keep this trans, to called to be the bridge on over into this, this triumph period. Cause there's going to be a lot of people who actually agree with me who will never get to the other side because they didn't prepare properly for mm-hmm. this. You know, they didn't put the preparation time in it. You know, listen, no one, no one knew if a flood was coming. Did he sit back and munch on Cheetos, uh, lay back on the couch, uh, and, and look at the, uh, 
uh, the giraffes and stuff or whatnot. No, he went out there and he, he started working. He started preparing. He started building. Uh, so in the mystical sense, I argue uh, in my book um, that we're building the new ark. Who, who is uh, the new ark? Uh, we know, of course, uh, the, the Blessed Virgin Mary. So we're, we're, we're getting people prepared for that day because it's going to be through uh, the protection under the protection of uh, the mantle of Mary that we get through these times. There's no way any one of us are getting through this time period of the Antichrist without Our Lady's protection. And there's certain prophecies which indicate we'll go invisible. Like I'll, I'll get it. Like when I do secular uh, shows, uh, like I'll do you know major shows, uh, whether it's uh, you know Coast to Coast with John B. Wells and the Richie Allen or the, you know uh, Kevin Baker and some of these guys who aren't Catholic, they always say, well, you're, you're painting a picture, Eric, to which there's no way out really for any any one of us, let alone Christian. I said, ah, this is where the Blessed Virgin Mary comes into play because there's certain prophecies that indicate that uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, specifically along St. Michael, will be telling us where to mm -hmm. go, what to do. There have been certain uh, uh, saints, which as you know, have been cloaked. Uh, to where they couldn't be seen by the enemies. And I think that's what's going to happen when eventually we have to go to uh, the wilderness, basically. Because when we're talking about wilderness and the apocalypse, that's, we can take that as almost a very literal meaning. So one of, one of the things that I've been doing here at Tradcat Night is I'm actually, hopefully, and we'll see you know, which way the Lord takes us, which, which direction Our Lady wants to take us, but I'm actually looking at buying into land so I can have on the map saying, okay, here, here's where we can meet uh, one day, right? So I'm trying to prepare a spot uh, for us maybe to all uh, get to at a certain point when, when things get, you know, really bad. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I mean, in terms of like people, like I don't get really hung up. Like the people who obviously follow my work are there for a reason. And it's another reason why I go behind the paywall outside of the censorship. It keeps the trolls and detractors out. You know, they, you know, some people just don't want to hear a period. Okay, we'll just stay outside of the paywall and believe whatever you want right. to believe. Uh, but the people who are really invested in this, we're invested in it as a community because we're trying to get through this through this time period together, just like Noah did during that time period. Take a look at Old Testament uh, Joseph, who was aware of the, the seven-year famine. He had to get prepared for that. He didn't just sit back and say, well, you know. This, you know, I'm not going to do anything. Uh, but you know, obviously, the most important thing is the is the interior life. I mean, you get you got to you got to stay on top of that first and foremost. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people, and I've I've run into them. They they just don't care about this kind of stuff. Like they don't, you know. Oh, if the Antichrist is coming tomorrow, whatever, so be it. And I'll just kind of you know ride the wave, so to speak. I mean, you could roll the dice like that. I'm not saying those people are going to hell. I'm not saying those people are taking the wrong whatever path. This is just the path that, that God has for mm -hmm. me. Again, going back to the leadership, helping people prepare in the West for this new day that's coming uh, with the, the Immaculate and Sacred Heart. So, um, but yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think well. accounts for the for the disparity between people in that regard? Because I, I have this this theory or this thesis or, or just this gut feeling really that especially men who are husbands and fathers, providers and protectors of their family, have had a certain level of anxiety for years. I would say that many of us were making preparations for COVID-1984 before uh, it ever, before the Pachamama, which is the birthday of the virus. Um, and, you know, I, and I think that many of us feel a, a, a deep sickness in our stomach when we look around the world and, and we don't perceive it's going to get better and yet there are other people we all know and you know them and i know them and some of them are in the live chat right now who are just like 
you know, everything's hunky dory. It's all going to go back to normal. You guys are being hysterical. I get accused of being a, um, uh, you know, someone who dabbles in conspiracies, a conspiracy theorist and, and whatnot. And, you know, one of the, one of the big time Catholics that you mentioned just blocked me on Twitter last week because uh, supposedly I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I, I don't feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm frazzled. I don't feel like I'm, you know, hysterical. I'm just, uh, I'm just awake. I mean, wh- what's the difference? Well, I don't know. I think it's first and foremost where you're getting your information from. If you're getting it from the commie left or the Zio right, you're done for mm-hmm. it uh, because they both have uh, agendas to it. Again, I'm not claiming infallibility on anything I talk about, but I do. I will take the news. I will analyze it from a proper uh, Catholic perspective and knowing what the bigger picture is. We know there is a quote unquote conspiracy against the church and the state to basically move everyone out of Christianity into this antichrist Luciferian society, this this cult of man, where, where man is going to be elevated as a god, which, by the way, the Antichrist in his own writing says he's going to do. You, there's no need for grace. There's no there's no need to get to that. This is in part one of the reasons why he's going to abolish the mass, as, as Daniel mm-hmm. says. What, what would be the point of it from their perspective? If, if, if you are a god in and of yourself, and all you have to do is take this guy's uh, mark and uh, ascend his five-step self-mastery program, mm-hmm. what would be the point of the new mass, you see, or of, of, of the mass? This is one of the reasons why he'll, he'll abolish it. Um, but, you know, to your point, yeah, I don't feel like that way at all. I mean, I, I've been studying these things on and off again for over two decades. You know what I mean? I really thought it was useless knowledge until I kind of found my home or f- found my niche, kind of found those who I were of the like mind. So I don't, I don't get... Um, I don't get frazzled by uh, the Skocheks or the E. Michael Jones or the Michael Voruses who may, you know, they'll, they'll give you sort of that pompous, like they'll look down at you like, I've got 25 times more of the, si- you know, viewing size than you do. You know what I say? And I look back up at them. I say, that's great. 25 times more of the heretics that you have following. You guys don't re- represent us. You're not in, you're not in, in, in the true Catholic camp. Sorry. I know that, that that hurts a lot of people, and this is why I'm hated by. I tell it to, to their face. I email it to them. I say this to, to them publicly. They need to get in line with the program, period. They're, they're not with us until they repent, until they come uh, back to tradition, uh, which is obviously uh, not uh, the Vatican II uh, flavor, and that's a whole other topic. We could do a whole other three-hour show breaking down uh, Vatican II uh, specifically because there's, there's text right in it that the Antichrist is going to use, uh, one of which is – thrown around by Francis and his whole united uh, human fraternity uh, thing. It's back in Lumen Gentium. I don't don't recall where, but uh, there's one quote that says, uh, the church is a sign or a symbol of the unity of the whole human family. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound like something Francis would come up with? That's folks, that's not ambiguity. That's flat out heresy. That's something that would come out of a Masonic camp. So yeah. all this talk, and I get it, there's ambiguity and there is, but there's flat-out heresy in various different points. Now, I pointed this out years ago before Francis came onto the scene. I said the Antichrist would even use that um, that particular part of uh, Lumen Gentium. So everyone should know not everyone is in the church, but why is it? Why is it that real Catholics are the ones who are outside of this uh, conciliar church, which they, by the, by the way, themselves admit is a conciliar church or a church of the new advent or something else? They certainly don't call it Catholic anymore. Um, so this is why we have to not be so bureaucratic when we're talking to the E. Michael Jones of the world. And we need to look them straight in the eye as I have and said, listen, buddy, you're not Catholic. Sorry. I don't care. You got 20 times the size more of me. That means you got 20, 20 times the size more uh, heretics uh, following your work. Sorry. 
You mentioned um, you mentioned Francis. Uh, it's it's pretty well known that he dropped the title Vicar of Christ from amongst his titles. I don't know uh, what you make of that. I think some people in the live chat want to know if you if you think Francis is legitimately the Pope or not. I was the first Catholic to come out and say that Benedict the Sixteenth was a true Pope, and uh, we have to denote the difference between material heretics. And formal heretics, material heretics uh, can teach uh, heresy and ignorance and still be uh, a member of uh, the church, uh, whereas formal heretics um, who openly and obstinately reject what the church has teached in, in times past and continue on their path of their new teaching, uh, they would be considered to be uh, formal heretics. Now, I said way back when, and I was long before Father Kramer, long before Ann Barnhart, Louis Varecchio, and all the rest who have uh, joined uh, the position of Benedict XVI being the true pope, because this ties in with Catholic prophecy. There's a long-awaited prophecy of a pope uh, to flee Rome uh, during the end times. You've had uh, Pope St. Pius X talking about a pope who would assume his uh, name would uh, take the flight. Joseph, uh, both being their first name, uh, Joseph um, Giuseppe uh, being Pius X. And, of course, uh, Joseph uh, Joseph Ratzinger. Um, there's other prophecies such as Blessed Anna Emmerich indicating that the true pope would be very elderly, able to, like, hardly able to keep up his head. We've seen the pictures of Benedict XVI. It was also made mention that he uh, resided in a place next to Rome. Uh, and I forget the actual verbiage. I don't want... I want to say Blessed Anna Emmerich said castle, but I could be wrong. Someone can correct me on that. But more or less, we know where Benedict XVI stays. Now, this... this ties in with what's about to happen here. You're going to have an economic collapse. You're going to have civil unrest uh, all across the board, including Europe. And out of the sort of ashes of that chaos is going to arrive onto the scene, this biblical false prophet. And he's going to say, I'm now over the Christian churches. What will happen to Francis? I'm going to assume he's going to dip out to Argentina uh, or someplace else. He's just, or he may, you know, may even resign. I'm even open to the possibility that there might be another false claimant after um, um, uh, uh, Francis. So this doesn't put me in the uh, the state of a contest camp, although I do have quite a few state of a contest who follow my work, you know, the sensible uh, variety, even though I don't agree with that position, because uh, I do believe that Benedict XVI taught heresy. Um, but he didn't, he didn't actually come out and say, like, uh, uh, like Francis has indicated that the church was wrong in times past. This is what I teach you. He just ignorantly taught a good number of heresies, to be honest with you. So I don't want to paint Benedict XVI out as uh, being a, uh, a savior type, but I'm definitely not in the camp of we haven't had a true pope. And I'm not sure if you caught wind of this uh, late news. Um, bishop Gracida, who I was close to getting on my show, you know, the, the, the retired bishop there that... Um, in Texas, has, Corpus Christi. Yeah, he actually... Well, this was reported upon by Gloria TV this afternoon that he's now a state of a contest. Yeah, there is. See, there is a there is a photo of him and Mel Gibson, and I'm sure you know Mel Gibson is a state of a contest, and his mm -hmm. his dad was a famous one, Hutton Gibson, and and I've actually tried to reach out to him, but unfortunately, he just I I got to his PR people, and that's about <laughs> that's about as far as I got with that. I'm still trying to get him on though. But uh, there was a recent photo of Mel and Bishop Gracida down in Texas being like all ho hum, which I thought was a, like a little bit strange. But then it turns out uh, today, you know, some months later, that he is now uh, a state of a contest, uh, full blown. Um, that's interesting. So. Yeah, I just I caught the headline, and and the headline didn't make sense to me because. It says that he doesn't believe Francis is Pope, but that's not the definition of a sede vacantis because you could be like yourself and believe that, that Benedict has not yet really truly resigned. So, 
Anyway, yeah, I, I do want to dig into that. Uh, Archbishop Cresido, retired Archbishop of Corpus Christi. Somebody told me once that uh, that Mel Gibson considers him to be the the only last remaining legitimately consecrated bishop. This is way above my pay grade, and I try to stay out of it, but uh, it was just an interesting factoid. Yeah, there's there's a lot of opinions out there. Like I said, I, I think I'm you know I'm of the mindset I let anyone come to the website. I mean, there's a lot of non-Catholics that are there just listening to the program. I don't you know I don't ever preface preface my website by saying you have to agree with everything you know I have to say in order to get uh, you know into the website or whatnot. You, you can come from any background. Um, I try to be open and fair and honest. Listen, I've got people that come on to my show that think Trump is the next best thing to peanut butter and jelly, and I let I listen to them talk just like you had to sit there through that E. Michael Jones interview. God bless your soul, and uh, sit there. And part of the reason why I don't like doing video interviews is that they probably don't want to see my face as people are talking. So half the time <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes and just throwing my stuff like no, or just tuning out, putting on the headphones or something. Um, but in all seriousness. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's one of those things where there's there's so many uh, diverse uh, opinions out there. I try to do my best uh, to keep uh, the peace, but you know for whatever reason, I'm sure you see this too. Clicks and camps uh, form uh, for whatever reason, but you know I've I've reached out to all of these people that um, that I've I've really you know I mean Voris was close twice close to coming on my show. He canceled the last second. Uh, e. Michael Jones used to come on my show all the time. Uh, I mean, we probably did like six, seven shows together. And I, I prefaced uh, him by saying I didn't want him to talk about anything theological <laughs> or anything on the society, anything else with that, because I'm not interested. And I was surprised, but he agreed uh, to those terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's just that's just how it is. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I try to do my best to keep the peace with all those who are. Well, I, I find you to be extremely respectful with all your guests, Eric, and and like I said at the beginning, you and I don't agree on everything, and and you you have me on all the time, and I probably say things that you that make you cringe. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to sort of let, try, start landing the plane here, just in terms of like practical questions, if it's okay. Um, first of all, for folks who have never heard of you, who are in the RTF audience, uh, they can find you at tradcatnight.org. Uh, um, what's what does a subscription cost per month, and what does it get you, and and sure. why are you behind the paywall? Well, the reason why we're behind the paywall is uh, numero uno uh, censorship wise. Uh, again, I just found myself I couldn't say anything without uh, you know my stuff being pulled down. And God bless your soul if this uh, video does stay up, uh, <laughs> you might have to take it over to BitChute or whatnot. For whatever reason, my name is kind of. Uh, synonymous and tagged uh, for being uh censored these days uh but uh also yeah we want to keep out those who are not they're not here for for the right purposes do i really want to be you know around those people or involved with those people no you're either here for the for the right reasons or or not uh i would say uh lastly we're also collecting um just in general funds for what we're trying to get accomplished for the future i already mentioned one portion of it is the uh, the land that I want to get out here in the Ohio Valley. Uh, now, some other stuff I can't talk about publicly here, but it will involve the Second Amendment and what we know is going to come here in the not so distant future with an actual literal fight. Uh, so I can't, you know, I can't be saying this kind of stuff, you know, out in the open and public, lest uh, people in black suits be showing up uh, at my door. So I got to be careful about the things uh, that I say. But nevertheless, we are we're in a fight. This doesn't end with censorship, folks. There are guillotines set up. There are FEMA camps. They, they, they are ready. They're ready to, after uh, global martial law is declared, they're, they're ready to start coming after Christians and anyone who doesn't uh, fall in line with the mark of the beast system. So 
Um, in regards to what was the other part? Um, in regards to oh, oh the pricing, uh, twenty dollars a month. That's five dollars uh, a week. You're getting on a monthly basis. You're getting at least seventy-five podcasts, but it's more like a hundred podcasts. And listen, Anthony Stein's a member. I don't know if he's in, 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 the, in the group today, and I don't know if uh, some of the other guys are, but, I mean, he absolutely loves it. We're always, you know, talking about, you know, behind the scenes or whatnot. But um, now you break that down per podcast, and I've seen what other people do, and I've had friends who've gone over. As a matter of fact, uh, Anthony told me this. He was – someone got him a subscription over at Church Militant, the $10 one or whatnot. He said it was absolute garbage. Uh, he wasn't he, – you weren't getting anything really that wasn't necessarily out and open kind of thing but uh so it's going to get you tons of podcasting and i've seen other uh websites such as the isoc run by a judas sharp and she'll she'll do like an hour and a half long program with some individuals and she'll charge like seven bucks mm. for a one and a half hour mp3 folks i'm i, I 75 plus podcasts most of them are at least 30 minutes some of them go an hour hour and a half like with father kramer we usually do hour and a half two two hour long shows so it works out to be like something like 20 something cents a podcast just for the podcast but in addition to this this is where you're getting my articles my analysis my own a premium podcast which lasts uh an hour long just the general information on the stuff that other Catholics don't cover, whether it's on the Illuminati, whether it's on um, geoengineering, whether it's on uh, Mark of the Beast, whether it's on the V word. And I really could go on, on and on with all these, you know, the different quote unquote conspiracies that are out there that other Catholics just won't touch. And it's very, it's very sad to see people not even wanting to talk about it uh, because truly in the end, all of, all of these things really interconnect when, when it's all uh said and done so um what else are you getting again all the resource pages again as an exclusive member you'll get uh, access to the to those kits i was talking about all the resource pages uh i'm, tr I'm always thinking of something new too you know to kind of stay ahead of the stay ahead of the uh the field so to speak and and so i'm open to any you know, ideas. I was thinking about running like debates too. You know, I, you know, people in their human nature they love debates. So I don't know. I'm not like a big debate guy. Like I love bringing people onto the show just to kind of find common ground, mm -hmm. talk it out. Like you said, you're going to say some things I don't agree with, vice versa. That's cool. We kind of leave it at that. You'd be charitable. Uh, but like, there's some websites that just seem to be kind of set up for debate, and then it just kind of gets gets kind of kind of gets out of hand and ugly. And I just I really didn't want to get into that. That's why I backed off of that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I do hope everyone, uh, does come, uh, check us out and join us. We're, we're growing on a monthly uh, basis, like I said. And as we get closer to the next round of lockdowns, which according to some of my, uh, doctors, uh, such as Carrie, Dr. Um, Madai, I'm sure you all have seen her, her great work, Carrie Madai. Uh, she was the woman that put out that humanity 2.0 video. Mm -hmm. Uh, she actually had to leave the country because her, she was uh, getting some threats. She had to go to Costa Rica. She's a friend of the program. I text her uh, every once in a while. Uh, but she seems to indicate pay attention to um, March, April, May of this year for another quote-unquote strain and another lockdown. And when we go on lockdown, what better way to help fill out your day outside of prayer than to get on over to hours and hours of content, um, hours and hours of content of uh, Tradcat Night. So. Speaking of uh, prayer, uh, final question. What spiritual advice can you give to people who are absolutely overwhelmed by all the topics you brought up, which each of each of which I know you could talk about for an, a separate hour, and I apologize to the audience. I couldn't dig into ev absolutely everything you said. Oh, yeah, so somebody who's overwhelmed, what, what would you tell them to do right now during Lent? 
someone who's overwhelmed with everything I talked about that he said, oh, man, well, it's just about it's about living in the moment. It's about staying in a state of grace. Well, you know, it's, it's more than just about staying in a state of grace. Listen, an eagle's aim is Christian perfection. So we're not, you know, we're not going to be the, the violent uh, like hoodlums or, you know, I don't, I don't know how you want to put it. We'll be I live like an urban hermit. I live very um, like off the radar, off the grid. I'll be honest with you. I can't even remember the last time I was even outside of like my town. I really don't do any traveling. I kind of keep to myself. Uh, you know, I'll go to a restaurant like every once in a while, but I, I try to really live off uh, grid and kind of pride myself on uh, what I say, uh, what I tell my followers is find your own Isle of Patmos, especially in this Lenten season. Um, the two wings of an eagle can also represent silence and solitude. So I think the lockdowns were actually a good thing from a Christian perspective because it got people, it gave people the opportunity to get acquainted with themselves again, right? And self-knowledge. So outside of all, all the stuff that we talked about today is all like, I don't want to use the word clickbait, but you know people are coming over there because I see three days of darkness, you see end times, you see all that stuff. But but the end uh, the end game in all this is Christian perfection. It's about a, a, a rising and Christian virtue. It's about growing in charity in the end. That's what we're going to be judged upon in the end. Uh, we give up, as I say, we give up our eagle's wings uh, when we hopefully get to heaven, and all we'll have left is the eyes of an eagle locked in onto the beloved forever, right? And so... Uh, the other interesting thing I came up with with, with the characteristic of an eagle, too, by the way, though, and this is what's been told to me. I can't confirm this. I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like what's that guy's name? That was the animal guy, the Jim Irwin guy. I'm not one of these like uh, animal uh, enthusiasts. that have all this knowledge. But apparently the eagle is the only uh, bird or creature that can actually look into the sun for like long, long distance uh, periods or something like that. So so mystically speaking, that, that's what we're, we're trying to get at. Right. The beatific vision, the endless gaze of the sun, right? The son of God. So there's a lot of different things you could do with the ego detachment too uh, during Lent. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a daily process. We're all, we're all works in, in progress. So we got to pray for one another and we've got to pray uh, for clarity. And like I said, with the stuff that we talked about today, it's, it's definitely secondary stuff, but I'm going to argue on the basis of the secondary stuff there's going to be a separation between those Catholics who are trying to prepare. Because I get this argument too. Oh, well, Eric, you're, you're just you're you're trying to preserve your body in self-love. No, we're here to promote the glory of the cross. We want to be one of those who plants that cross down. Like what was that uh, scene with the with the army uh, where they, they planted the flag after that that major victory right in the sand? We want to put that flag down after the three days of darkness, right? Well, representing the immaculate and sacred heart, and say. We're the only ones who got through this because only Catholics are getting through this. There, there are no other isms or is getting through this uh, this uh, storm period. The last Passover is even John Paul II uh, to put it. He was obviously referencing what we're about to go through. So that's uh, that's really what it's about uh, in the end. And by the way, I want to preface this too by saying I'm not one of those. I've actually talked about this with Father Paul Kramer. In my humble opinion, I think he's our theologian of our times. He's, I mean— He's, I mean, I've known him for years. He's been my former spiritual director, but I wouldn't want to de debate him on any <laughs> matter whatsoever. Um, he really knows his stuff uh, inside out, knows church history, and his new book is fantastic. But there, there's there's some people who always make it seem like, okay, on the day that the Antichrist is defeated, that's when Jesus comes back. And there was not one church, Father, there's no such church teaching that indicates that. There were various opinions by the church fathers. Mm-hmm. 
one of which was uh, Suarez, and there were some others who, who indicated uh, a 40-day period or 45-day period referencing Daniel. But then there were other saints who say, no, it would be decades. There's others who'd say it'd be hundreds of years, still others say, you know, it'd be longer than that. I've come up with the mystical number of 40. It very well could be a literal, and we don't have time to, to get into this today as, as to why I say it, but it comes from Matthew 24. And I threw this thesis at Father Paul Kramer so everyone knows. And he, you know, he's not saying like definitive, yeah, okay, you're right. But he says, yeah, that makes sense to me, basically, type of thing. But you have to keep in mind, 40, we're, we're going through Lent now. It's it's a number which symbolically, symbolically represents a transitory period, right? So if we're going from the defeat of all the church's enemies literally to the second coming of Christ. We're talking about a transitory period. So I just, I throw the number 40 out there symbolically in the very least to represent that interval period between the death of the antichrist and the actual second coming, if that makes sense. Um, but in any case, uh, that's, that's a whole other, uh, side note. Um, a <laughs> few, few other things too, before I let you go too. um, we've got, and I, I failed to mention this. We've got a, big uh web conference that's going to be coming up in may that uh mike's going to be a part of i do a web conference every month i know you know everyone else does a web conference i'm not sure how often they do them uh fatima center might do them like i don't know a couple times a year or whatnot i, I do one every month and i break it down per category so I'll, i might have one on uh, you know the v word question which i just did by the way in december dark winter web conference it was, man, there was like a thousand people at that one. I couldn't keep up with the sales. It was ridiculous. It was off the charts. Dr. Mikevitz, uh, Dr. Uh, Kerry Madai was there. Who else was there? Uh, Tenpenny, Ramola D, Celeste Salome. Celeste Salome has very interesting information, too. She joins me on a regular basis. Um, so I break it down per category. And the one we're going to do for May, obviously, is going to be we're going to cover Fatima. And I'll allow all of our special guests to come up with uh, a topic outside of that theme of Fatima. And Mike will be there for that one. You'll have Anthony Stein. You're going to have Kennedy Hall. You're going to have, who am I missing? Help me out here. Who's uh, you'll have Trad Patrick. We're, lo- Trad we're, Patrick. <laughs> we're yeah. looking for a fifth person as well right now. We've got a couple yeah. of candidates in mind. Yeah, you're going to have to do a poll, do an RTF poll. Who do they want to see as the fifth? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good idea. See- who should we bring? Skochak? <laughs> I, I for viewership why the heck not bring him on i mean you know i just let just let people beat up on him he can take it i'm sure right no i thought about father kramer father kramer joined me in september but i don't know maybe we could get father kramer to come back on obviously he's a, a big name that we could attract uh, that would a lot be of that would be something yep. that would yeah be something good stuff maybe father yeah, so I don't know, buddy. yeah um all right I, I I have to let you go. I know you look. Eric uh, is already doing another podcast tonight. You can find his work tradcatnight.org. You can subscribe for twenty dollars a month. Um, I need to do that. I haven't done it yet. Uh, Mio culpa, Eric. Uh, but I'm always honest with my audience. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on, and uh, I think we should make a regular habit out of this. Yeah, I'll try to do my best to be as accessible as uh, possible. I've been trying to do more of these, but uh, you know, it's a failure on my end to not follow through with uh with, with some of these uh, interviews but i i am really locked up internally with just you know the research side of it too because again some of the stuff that i've been warning about for years like other traditionalists are only talking about right now so i like to kind of the pride is not the right word but i like to try to keep people 
beyond what's already happening in the news today. So this is the next step. For example, I'll just give you one example. With the Antichrist, one of his key buzzwords is sharing. He's been saying sharing for a long period of time. Now, I said on the basis of that, the way the direction the Vatican was going some years ago, I say pay attention to that word being used by you know, whoever was that pope at the time or anti-pope. In the case with me, I think Francis is an anti-pope. But sure enough, this past year, uh, he, he's been using sharing a lot. We all got to share. Uh, also, you know, other buzzwords like legitimate redistribution of wealth and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> this, this is where this is where this stuff is going. It, it's mm-hmm. all leading to this guy, and it's it's really it's really scary to see how people who are on that that Vatican II uh, track that they don't they don't go any further because if they're on the I don't know if I could say this, the, the M path, the thing you wear on your face. If you're on that path, if you're on the getting the jabbed path, what's the next step, folks? Yeah. What's the next step when your diocese says, oh, by the way, in order to come on into this place of worship, you got to take the chip, too. You got to be vaccinated and you got to take the chip. That's right. You got to have you know your passport and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to have rolling blackouts of not only of the power, but of mass as well. <laughs> so, Yeah, no. That's where it's going. So, yeah, it's good talking with you, buddy. Good talking. Uh, appreciate you coming on to onto my uh, program. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we see uh, more people on over at uh, trackatnight.org. Uh, Join us. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, uh, Eric Gajewski uh, over at Trad Cat Night. Again, this is a full disclosure playlist where it's not really about me. If you want to hear my opinions, you can check out my other playlist. I've got a live stream playlist. I've got the Living the Faith playlist, which is a little bit more catechetical in its nature. Very happy to bring on guests who say controversial things, and that's okay because that's what this playlist is designed to do. If you liked uh, what you heard from Eric, you got to check him out, Trad Cat night.org thank you so much for watching this is full disclosure subscribe to the channel like the page and follow us on twitter have a happy and blessed lent take care